what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to the premiere episode of your new favorite podcast, Big Fan. I'm Chad East, a big fan of all sports that involve a ball. Eric B. and Rakim, Dirty Martinis, Three Game Parlays, and Scantily Clad Women. He's Hank Eimer. He's a big fan of Elon Baseball, the skinny Janet Jackson, 40s of OE, betting the over in highlight matches, and beautiful women in bikinis on big yachts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the big fan. <laughs> Hank, how you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing great. That was one heck of an intro, and you Thank nailed you. Thank everything you. that I have interest yes. in. Everything. I, I know you well, sir. Uh, you do you know well. me well. What an intro. Yeah, so, guys... Yes, we're coming to you, not with the fantasy formula at this time, but with our new podcast, the podcast that will sweep the nation, Big Fan. That's right. Hank, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we got here, and then you throw in some comments here at the end. But um, it's very possible that our audience has heard of that little podcast that I mentioned that hit the interwebs around 2011 and continued to shock the world through 2017 with its humor its intelligence, and its overall entertaining value. Yes, Hank, I'm talking about the fantasy formula. That was us. That was us. Um, you might remember we were the number one podcast in western North Carolina where demographic, where our demographic was 36 to 44-year-old males who drank heavily, gambled daily, and considered over-the-top Sylvester Stallone's crowning achievement. <laughs> it was. Is, is that right? It was. So to all of you fantasy formula fanatics, we would like to introduce you to our newest addition, our newest adventure, if you will, Hank, it is the big fan. I dig it. Tell us how we tell, tell our audience how we really got here. Well, you know, we have a good time when we get together, and we did this on the Fantasy Formula. And when you started with Ad and started that show, it really was a basis of getting together and having fun, right? Yeah. So I, I think a lot of the people that listen to this podcast would listen to our adventures in that first. 20, 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, although football season comes and goes and there's a lot of interest, it's one of America's favorite sports, we would have a lot of people lose interest when we started talking about football. Sure. So, and also because our picks and we're other fantasy information were really not always on point. They right? never were on yes, point. Let yes. me get that in, uh, in there. So what do we do? We listen to our fans. Let's give them what they want. You know, sure, during football season, we're going to talk about football, but we really wanted to come with a show that talked about all those things that we think about every day, right? We sure. think about sports. We yes. think about music. We think about entertainment. We think about those boats and those people on them, mm -hmm. right? Every we think day, about Every those. minute we do. Every minute we do. <laughs> yes. We think about those dirty martinis, and we want to have a platform where we can discuss them more. And so this is going to allow us to do it multiple times in a month, yes, right? And reach out to those people and give them a little insight on what you're thinking. Yeah. You know, what, what, like what is your thought about that? Yes. I like that, Hank. Thank you. You know, um, thank you for that. And just to add a little bit more, we're talking about pop culture. Right. Mixed with some poop jokes. <laughs> we're talking about 90s hip hop meets best place to get a drink in Taylorsville. We're talking about the point spread between the Orlando Magic versus Memphis Grizz Grizzlies and why did they make Jaws for the revenge? That's what we're talking about today, Hank. <laughs> why you know, did they? It's a, it's a wide array. Speaking of Jaws for the revenge, you know why I got that? I sit in this chair every podcast. Look what's behind you. It's that Jaws poster. Oh, yeah. And so something in my mind just clicks. I love that movie, by the way. Top five. I Jaws will, or Jaws, Jaws 4? No, not Jaws 4. No one likes that movie. But Is Jaws 4 the one where they had the amusement park? That's Jaws 3. That's th and they that's got worse than that. <laughs> Dude, Jaws 3 is an Academy Award winner compared to Jaws 4. Jaws 4, the wife of the sheriff, dude, sheriff or whatever, yeah. captain, 
moves to the Bahamas. Oh, God. Jaws <laughs> follows her to the Bahamas, and while she's floating on a raft, tries to attack her. That reminds, then, I mean, Jaws for the revenge. <laughs> that reminds me of, like, did you remember that SNL skit when they, the, it was the uh, the great white shark that would deliver pizzas? No. I'm and it would this. knock on the door. It was like when Chevy Chase and those guys were there. He'd knock on the door, and Chevy Chase would be like, who is it? And he'd be like... <laughs> Delivery man. And it was a great white shark ready to kill him. That's what that reminded oh me of. Oh, my gosh. That's ph- phenomenal. That's what it reminded me of. I will not. It, it's kind of like I would rather watch Sharknado than to watch that movie you just described. Oh, yes. Must see TV. Um, so let's tell our audience a little bit about the structure of our show. We've done a pretty do good it. job. But this is how I believe it will go, Hank. The structure of our show is very relaxed, low-key, and chill. You notice I've taken this is a pretty that is not low key and chill. (laughs) We will talk about current events, our seven, eight, nine, ten year old sporting events, which we coach many of them. Sure. Yep. We'll talk about the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Are you do you watch Game of Thrones? I'm gonna have to start watching, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We may need to pick a show that we both watch. Okay, absolutely. I've seen the last season, it's pretty damn good show. Uh, we'll also talk about Tribe Called Quest's newest release, which was last year, which we talked about we in the Fantasy Formula that, 2. So yeah. that's the stuff. That's what we'll do. Consider us the dude's versions, version of The View. Do you watch? Have you ever seen The View? It is freaking terrible. It's you a terrible You will never yeah. get me yes. to admit to watching anything like that. You're smart. Or The Mesh's own Chick Chat. Have you okay. ever listened to Chick Chat? Chick Chat. Chick Chat. Hey. Great show. Produced right here in this exact studio that we're sitting it's in it's kind of like men's journal and maxim in one yes mixed with mad magazine sure oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the source the, yes <laughs> i have to throw that in there too so um that's what we're about okay look i'm closing my notes now we're right off the cuff now we're going right off the cuff do you think that any corporation <laughs> would think that that was our mission statement was that our mission that statement was right our here? mission statement low-key chill and what was the other word? There was a lot of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of other stuff. So anyway, Hank, let's let our audience get to know you a little bit better. Let's start our first segment of the show, which I like to call Hank's hierarchy. Oh, I'm a glass and case of emotion. Yes, you just you're ready to spill. So, Hank, this is your theme music to Hank's hierarchy. Oh, this is going to be new to me. I can't wait. Get to the part where they say you're right. part. Now, Mr. Dress, Black Sheep Slam now. Know you heard the others, only silver lovers. And of course, the choice is yours. You can get with that. Hank can get with this, or Hank can get with that. Hank can get with this, or Hank can get with that. Okay, Hank's here hierarchy. This is what we do, Hank. So I'm going to give you a couple options of this or that. You tell me what you prefer more. You right. might like both, but I need what you prefer, prefer more in just a little bit, a reason why. Quick. Quick. And I need my bell. I forgot my bell. We'll do bell next time. Category one, music, Hank. Okay. Easy one to start off. Biggie, Tupac. Tupac. Why? Both incredible. I feel like Tupac really talks about um, the struggle, more of the struggle. Biggie was about the money and talked about like the partying and what he gained from it. I feel like Tupac was gritty and it was about like his hard life and he and he rapped about that. That's what I like. Very about. nice. Have you seen both movies, the Biggie movie and the Tupac movie? I have. Which one did you like better? You know, I liked them both. You can't really pick, but you know, the the the, the, the ability for them to come from where they were and to go through what they went through. I, I just like, I like Pac. I, I like, thought the Tupac movie I sucked, think, though. I do, I do, but I <laughs> it, like Pac's story. Yeah, the dude looked just like him. He did. I mean, un, uncanny, but I just thought the movie sucked. Biggie movie. Not big, Not better than Straight Outta Compton. No. That, dude, that was a four star. That yeah. was fantastic. Next, this is a three-parter. Okay. Baby Michael Jackson, Zipper, Jack, Zipper Jacket Michael Jackson, Thriller Years, or White Face, Skinny Nose, I'm Bad Michael Jackson. Wow. Which one do you prefer? Um... I got to tell you, I think I like Zipper Jacket, Jacket, Michael Jackson. I like that. I think that that was when he owned him. You know, Little Jackson was incredible, but he leaned on his brothers, although they leaned on him heavy. Uh, Old Jackson was really reaching for, you know. He started becoming very weird. He was a weird cat. Strange dude. He was a weird guy. He was a weird cat. Monkeys. Tigers, monkeys. You know. Chimpanzees hanging out. White suits. It was not very good. Uh, But I think Beat It. 
and thriller. And that's what he should be known for. Completely agree. Beat it or Billy Jean. Billy Jean is great. Love it. Michael, stay on the Michael tip or Prince. I'm going to make you mad right here. I'm going to stay with Michael. Hey, it was close for me, 51-49. I'm going to lean Prince, but I knew you Michael's would. right there. I mean, I cry when they both passed. I cry for both of them. You know? Yep. They mean a lot to me. Public Enemy or Tribe Called Quest? That's not even that's not even close for me. I'm a Tribe fan till I die. It's I think Public Enemy did a lot for music, but Tribe's a better rapping trio. Love it. Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Ooh, that is mm-hmm. solid. Now, now we're getting into it, buddy. I think Nirvana. Now we're getting. I'm okay. going with Nirvana. I think Nirvana was darker. I think they were. They, you know, they all were in that Seattle grunge together. Mm-hmm. I think they had something special, and I think that they're musicians. You know, I think all of them had great musicians, but to have the 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 type of musicians that Nirvana had, and have Grohl on drums, right, and then the Spin off in the Foo Fighters. Pretty impressive. I love it. I will put Nirvana's Unplugged up against any Unplugged. Probably, definitely the godfather of all Unplugs. You know what I'm talking about? When it's Kurt Cobain up on the stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm gonna, I'd lean Pearl Jam for their overall body of work. I'm a big Pearl Jam fan, but nothing can touch the Unplugged by Nirvana. Why? It was incredible. It was incredible. But do you, do you understand the amount of time that Nirvana has had, you know, I mean that uh, Pearl Jam has had since. Sure. Since I mean, Kirk so, I mean, so if yes. you're you're looking at body of work, yes. you know, of course. Sure. But I still think that uh, Nirvana takes it for me. I love it. Last in the music category, Hank, new edition with Bobby, new edition without Bobby. I liked young new edition. Did you like the old new edition though? I, when I'm saying old new edition, that was when Johnny Gill replaced Bobby. Yeah. Can you stand the rain and all that stuff? I love. See, so I liked them both. Yeah. But the the Johnny Gill new edition was when you'd catch me at the center grinding a little yeah, bit. Of course, you know yes, what I mean? And yes. so I have a special place in my heart for that. But when Bobby went off on his own, that was probably my first real, I love like hip hop kind of mm, deal. Yeah. Uh, my prerogative. And when he did the ghostbuster song and oh, everything, yes. he was probably my first solo act that I love. And I'll admit my favorite, one of my favorite concerts I ever went to, it was, Rob Bass yes. opened up. Jody Watley. I'm not your superwoman. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Hey, Lavert. Yes, come on. Okay. Final Bobby Brown. That's a solid ass line. I was in right sixth there. grade. That is a solid lineup. I need to find a little I'm not your superwoman here in a second <laughs> play because I do miss that song. My first concert, Hank. You look that up real quick for me if you know Jody Watley, Superwoman. Let's have that going in the background. <laughs> I need, yeah, first concert, Keith Sweat. Closed. LL opened. LL, Key Sweat closed. In the middle, we had a little Ralph Tresbant, remember, of oh, yeah. New Edition. Um, and mixed in, and there was some other really good group, but mixed in, the very middle was Pebbles. Do you remember? I remember Pebbles. I remember Pebbles. I'm sorry. We're looking, looking for a new love. I'm sorry. Okay, Not your superwoman that's was Karen White. Karen White, which yeah. is, you know. We'll play, we'll play both. We'll, we'll play, play both. both. Why we'll not? Both. So anyway, Hank, good work on the music category. Let's roll right into our next category, which is TV, oh, I love otherwise TV. known as television. Hank. All right. Okay. HBO shows. Do you watch them? Not have a ton. Them? Not a ton. Have you heard of them? <laughs> I am aware of them. <laughs> Let's start with an old HBO show. We're going Sopranos, which I watched you watched that it. one. Okay. A ton of it. What about The Wire? Sopranos versus The Wire. I feel like Sopranos is the beginning to that that whole genre. And so yes. I'd have to go along with that because, you know, it is very foreign to us in this area, for me, you know, in this area, that New York busy hustle, 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 hustle. Mm-hmm. And it opened your eyes to it now because, you know, usually we have the idea of Goodfellas and Godfather and we don't get to see the story of a 2015 yeah. gangster. gangster family yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'd say Sopranos. You know, I'll even... Add to that further, Hank. I think Sopranos opened the door to even like Netflix and uh, like their own programming. Because remember, HBO was a HBO was a network that just showed movies, right. and then they started doing their own programming. So it, there might have been a few in, before Sopranos, but Sopranos is what put them on the map. Now everybody does their own programming. Right. Look what Netflix has spent two billion dollars to directors to create content for their. Channel. Right. Started with the Sopranos. Got to give it up to them. I will tell you, you're talking about 
you know, the, these creating networks and the programming and everything. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new show that's coming on YouTube? Please tell me you have. What's it called? I believe it's called Cobra Kai. <laughs> Are you serious? Listen to this. Ooh, okay, I saw the trailer. Go on awesome. YouTube, okay. and it's going on through. And the reason I come to this is you're talking about programming. It's going to be through YouTube, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. It talks. It shows the instant where he's in the crane, crane, and Johnny comes at him. He kicks him in the face, and he hits his face on yes, you know, on, on the, the mat. mat. Well, it flashes forty five years later. Come on, and it's a phone ringing, and it's Johnny, and there's a spilt beer, and he's laying on his carpet, and he picks up the phone. He's like, "Hello," and it talks about what a drunk he is, right? He goes, sees Daniel Larusso. He has a little incident with some kids, and he whoops their butts. He starts a new dojo, and it's called Cobra Kai. <laughs> wow. And he turns into the same ass that his old guy was. And Daniel LaRusso is not having it. Daniel LaRusso is actually in this show, in too. In the movie. Unbelievable. As Daniel LaRusso. Movie or show? I mean, in the show. show. It's a series. Kind of series. He's in the show. He owns a car dealership. It's like LaRusso Nissan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I would go buy his car from Daniel son. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I'm sure he knows how to wax on, wax off. Oh, you know his cars are shiny as hell. <laughs> Hank, well, thank you for sharing the, with the audience Cobra Kai. This is definitely must-see TV. Must Can you see. give us an idea when it I possibly don't know, started? I, this will come back with us. Yes, we will talk about this in the future. Well done, Hank. Stay, sticking with the category television, let's go Entourage versus Eastbound and Down, two HBO shows. Ooh. Pretty tough here. Yeah. I, but I, I think I might know where you're leaning. Go ahead. Okay. So I will tell you that as a comedic like show, Eastbound and Downs, first two seasons were incredible. Incredible. Right? After that, they sucked. I agree. They just went off. So yeah. if you have to go the full series, Entourage wins it. I feel like that was really cool to see the inside, mm-hmm. you know, the the group of guys and how they work. But if you went for pure enjoyment for the first two seasons, there is no doubting Eastbound and Down. So they burn brightly like a powerful star, Eastbound and Down, and oh, they yeah. just <laughs> snuffed oh, yeah. out. Where Entourage lived a kind of more glowing, longer tenure. There's more quoted lines off of that first Eastbound and Down <laughs> couple of episodes yes, yes. that are incredible. Right. Co- completely agree. All right. So I know that you're like an animated comedy guy. You like those shows. Sure do. Family Guy versus The Simpsons. It's not a question for you, right? Not a it's, question. Is there anything that can compare to Family Guy to you? That's your number one show of all time. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Family close? Guy. You know, comedy-wise? Yes. It, and it, does it have to be animated? Yes. We're oh, talking about animation. Well, right? now, well, no. I mean, I think that it kind of stands on, own, on its own. The, the director of that, the guy that created that, mm-hmm. has done some small film shorts that are hilarious. Give us a couple names of those. Uh, well, who's the director? Who's the director? Why are you putting me on point right here? <laughs> Come on, um, just let our audience it's, know. It's the comedy, it's Cav- Calvary or something like that, and it's on YouTube. Okay. I'll make sure I bring yeah. this back. But it's his own stuff. You know, I mean, he's funny because it's yeah. Simpson was a great, you know, it was a great kind of thing. But um, there's the comedy is dark on Family Guy, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like what I like. Sure. And so uh, I gotta say that's far above favorite episode ever. I know you have one. I do have one. I know you have one. Go I have it. one. I'll tell you the one that I think is hilarious. They said it was the darkest one they ever made. And you remember the uh, the gentleman that was the Army Ranger that played for the Cardinals? Yes, Tillman. Tillman, right. Yes. Uh, was it Pat, Pat Tillman. Tillman? Pat Tillman. Well, right after he died, they did an episode in... Um, and uh, Peter joins the army, right? And so he's in the army, and they're in Afghanistan, and they're they're getting ready to go out on their orders. And he comes back, and he he says, "All right, Peter, do you have your orders?" And he was like, "Yeah, we're supposed to go around this corner and kill Pat Tillman." And it was like three <laughs> days after Pat Tillman died. I mean, Too it was soon. so dark. It oh, was so yikey. dark. But I heard uh, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, the director of it, he was like, "This is my humor, and this is what got me here." And it was just a funny episode, but yes. any any of them, like I stay up and I'll watch like ten minutes of one almost every night, just because no it's kidding. hilarious. Yeah. Did you, do you let your son uh, watch Family Guy? Yet? Absolutely not. Very good call. Very good call. Speaking of your son, I know we're in the TV category right now, but you know, just to our audience members who don't know much about us, Hank, you have a son and his name is Harris, and you have a lovely wife named Reagan, and together. You have a great family. Sure. Yes. Yes. On my hand, I'm a proud father of two daughters, Olivia and Lucy Rose, and my wife, Jennifer. She's okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's an all right lady. I love the all right family. Oh, absolutely. Let's get back to TV. Okay, Hank, next. Friends versus Seinfeld. 
Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld are some of the funniest humans on the planet. So there's there that that comedy transcends all time. I think if you if your kid is 14, he should be watching that show if he has a good <laughs> sense of humor. You look weird. Uh, gave me a weird look. So Friends is not even on your radar of like uh, kind of sitcom shows. No, I I didn't. I, I don't really. I I can tolerate Friends. Got I don't it. really love it. How about you? Um, Seinf- I put prefer Seinfeld there, but I was a big Friends dude. So my next question to you was going to be Phoebe, Monica, or Rachel. Who would you want to hook up with well, out of those three? I mean, that's kind of easy. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Who would you want to kind of have a conversation with? Phoebe. I- <laughs> Phoebe. Come on. Phoebe's the intellectual, crazy, weird one. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And then you would probably want to marry Monica. Okay. <laughs> Is that well, what you're saying? That's okay. Right. That's what you're saying. Thank you for right. leading. Of course. Jed. Absolutely. So let's look at the dudes. I'm not marrying Ross any of these guys. I can say that. <laughs> who would you want to hook up with? <laughs> now, Ross, Chandler, or Joey, who do you think you would be down with? As a friend, who would be your a, Chandler? Your better Chandler, guy's funny. He's witty. quick. Yes, he's witty. Yes. I like I like him. Joey's just dumb. Yes, that's the guy you're going to drink beer with and get hurt Absolutely. with. And Ross, I don't think I would ever even hang out. He's with a Ross. chick. Yes, exactly. He is a chick. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I couldn't see any any point in a relationship that I'd want to say that's my dude. Gotcha. Hey, so you do like friends? If let's get on Seinfeld real quick. Jerry, Elaine, Kramer, or George, who was your favorite character? And then let's go with who do you relate to the most? I think Jerry was my favorite character because he was in the middle of everything. Everybody had their own quirks, but he was like the puppet master. Mm -hmm. I I liked Jerry a lot. But all of them, if I had to say who I most related to, it would probably probably be him just for the simple fact that I like to antagonize. Yes. You know? Push those buttons. George has a lot of qualities, a lot like our friends, and they're easy. <laughs> you know, it's easy to see. It's easy to hammer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love to see it do it. You know, the Kramers of the world have their own special place. Mm-hmm. You know. I know a couple Kramers. Yeah. I know a couple Kramers. We have a couple Kramers. Yes, we do. How about you? I, George, to me, was the funniest character. I just enjoyed him a lot. Um, I don't really – I guess – I would relate more to the Jerry because I'm kind of like you. I like to push a button or two here and there. Right. Uh, but anyway, Seinfeld on a scale, like if you were to rate top three shows of all time, Seinfeld's in your top three. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. For sure. Okay. I'm going to break it back a little bit to the eighties. I know you're a few years younger than me, Hank. So I don't know if you would remember any of these kind of sitcoms. Maybe so silver spoons versus different strokes. Do you remember these? I do. Do you remember Silver Spoons, the little boy, Ricky, Ricky Schroeder. Schroeder, his room? Oh, it was ridiculous. Do you remember his room? Remember that bed? It was like a car. Yeah. And then he had all these video games in there. Do you love it when he drove the train drove through the, the living the room? That's the, half the reason I love that show, that, just, I, to see, just to see his room. I'm going to tell you, the reason that I would have pointed and said, yes, that's the one that I would rather do, yeah. is because of that crap. Exactly. It, do you think the Drummonds lived in a piece of crap? <laughs> Hell yeah, no. House, they for lived God's in sakes. Yes. His, that was no shabby scenario, <laughs> but they didn't have trains going they, they through. They didn't living. have video games there either. So nope. Silver Spoons for you. Yes, sir. Good choice. Now let's go to a girl sitcom. You probably watched a lot of these. Facts of Life first. Give me a break. You remember these shows? <laughs> I remember them both. <laughs> Facts of Life, I think. I don't know. Give me a break. Give me a break was the girl school, right? Give me Nail Carter. She was the big black lady who could sing and was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think... You know, uh, I don't know. Both were great. Yeah. Both were great. You know, I had a sister, so I had to yes, watch all that crap with her. These, I would yeah. say I, they both equally as funny and good. Yeah. I'm giving the the nod to facts of life. I really liked uh, the contrast between Joe and Blair. Joe was the, you know, yeah. Tonger uh, and Blair was the real sophisticated highfalutin. She's hot. Yeah. So I'm going to lean toward facts of life just because of that. Last, and we'll wrap up the television category, Hank, for Hank's hierarchy. Let's go Melrose Place versus Nine zero two one zero, nine zero two one zero, all day long. Yeah, I think you know. I think that it's more relatable because it's high school. It's high school when people were getting out of when you know Melrose Place was like people were out of college. Right. Out of, it, it's not. It's not <laughs> realistic. I mean, you know, you'd you'd look at him and you'd be like, you're acting like a baby. <laughs> so you were actually in high school when nine zero two one zero was a little bit younger. Yeah, because I, I was, was senior, junior, senior in high school when nine zero two one zero was popular. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you came a couple years after me. So you would give the nod to 902. I would. Well done. Okay, man, that wraps up the television category. Nick, ready for the next? Let's hit it. Let's go to movies, Hank uh, movies. Love movies. Return of the Jedi versus Empire Strikes Back. You know, this is the controversy. This has been going around for 30 years. Some people like Empire. Some people like Return. What does Hank like? I like Empire. You know, I just, 
I, I think that that I think all of them are good. You know, as long as you're not talking about the the new, new ones, ones in the middle, oh, one, God. two, and three, unwatchable. They they are unwatchable. George R. Banks, Jar Jar. oh gross. Mm. But I, I I think Empire was action packed. I didn't like the Ewok. No, yeah. yeah. The Ewoks were Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I didn't care for the Ewok scenario, although I like in the rainforest kind of deal. Yeah, that's cool. But the party Indoor. at the end, and, you know, it just wasn't realistic. Yeah, it wasn't realistic. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> action packed yes. for me. So I would say Empire. Yep. Empire for me, too. The scene on Hoth, the earth, you know, at the very beginning, I thought that was incredible with the Tauntaun. You yeah. remember the Tauntaun? Oh, yeah. And then that's the first time we ever saw an AT-AT. Oh, yeah. Remember? Did Is you that ever get the, one of those when you were little? I re, my friend Greg Gorham got one, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yep. We had Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. Tell him about it, Jake. We had one. <laughs> Jake probably broke it the first day, <laughs> he didn't did. he? Um, next, Goodfellas versus the movie Casino. Goodfellas, Casino. I, both are great movies. Goodfellow, Goodfellas is probably, I would still lean towards, but Casino was incredible. There's one three-minute scene in Casino that, to me, might be the best three minutes in movie history. So they're in the casino, and they said, the pit boss watches the boom. The, oh, yeah. The, the floor manager watches the boom, 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 boom. And the eye in the sky watches, watches us all, all right? right? Yep. That part, because I think Scorsese, that's a Scorsese film. Mm-hmm. And the way he, I think it is. Anyway, the way that he had the camera just going all the way through the casino, showing from the kitchen, and then it went to the floor. and just Incredible. Unreal. Incredible. So I'm going to lean to Goodfellas as well, but that three minutes casino, pretty good stuff. Hank, next category. We're staying in movies, but this is comedic, uh, comic relief here, whatever. Right. Wedding Crashers versus Old School. Man, you're really hitting a it's chord tough. right here. It's tough right here. Right? You know, it's kind of like after you saw Old School, Wedding Crashers wasn't as funny. It's kind of like Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. You know, when Ace Ventura first came out, you were like, this is some funny stuff. Yeah. And then it, it got better. But with that being said, the scene when they're at the house with the <laughs> redhead, <laughs> you know, I'm jumping on grenades over here, John. But the best, yeah. but the best is the breakfast scene. Absolutely. When he comes in and he's, he doesn't want to talk and he's like, come on over here. I'm a good listener. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And he dumps all the syrup all over everything and he's like, I'm going to sit over here. I'm going to recharge the engines. Right? Get it back to neutral. Back to neutral, yes. And then we'll talk. Yes. And he tells him he loves him. He that's said, one I love of my favorite. I love it. That's, that's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. 100%. And that's why I'm going to say Wedding Crashers. Yes. Uh, I just watched it for the 83rd time on Saturday. And that scene in particular was the scene that happened to be on when I – that scene is so perfect because you can imagine you doing the same thing. Like you're laying on a grenade for your boy. You're doing something that you really don't want to do for your boy. Right. And you, you're angry at him. Yep. Cause you're doing it, but you know, you have to do it and you, cause you love him. Right. And it happens all the time with our friends. We do it all the time. That scene just hits home. It does. Because of that scene. I'm going wedding crushers. Oh, I too. think, you know, the other scene in that movie that I think is incredible is when he talks to the pastor. You know, he sits down and he starts pouring him a drink. And to this day, Carson and I, my brother-in-law, use yes. that whole thing when we're pouring a drink. Grab a what's hot, grab a what's hot, grab a what's hot. And he pulls it away and he had like one ice cube in it. It was a full thing of bourbon. And, he, you know, and he ends it with like, maybe I'm a little kooky. Maybe, you know, maybe I want her to be a little kooky. I, it is incredible. Wonderful movie. It is wonderful a wonderful movie. movie. Uh, staying on that genre, let's go Anchorman first. The Hangover. Oh, Anchorman for sure. I mean... Will Ferrell in that movie is he's just genius. I mean he is yes. just genius. I love I love that whole movie. Me too. Um I'm gonna go hangover just for one scene. Oh, I can't. When the believe dude this. wakes up. So after the <laughs> night, when he wakes up and the, the camera's really shaky and his his face is on the floor and he like peels his face off and he just starts looking around that hotel room. I, I laugh. I can't stop laughing every time I even think about it just because we've been there. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily in that particular spot, but when you like wake up from a weird evening and you're like, where in the hell am I? And why is there a chicken running through the den? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Oh, Listen, God. you've had wild nights. I've had wild nights. Could you imagine evaluating your morning when you've got first of all your hotel room is destroyed right you yes. do have a chicken you've lost a tooth and there's a tiger in the bathroom 
I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better. It and doesn't. Because you can picture it. Like, your head is pounding. <laughs> pounding. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. And, and as you look around, you see your friends. Anyway. It like I Jonestown. Yes. There. I mean, oh, wonderful stuff, Hank. Wonderful stuff. <laughs> so I'm going hangover. Got a couple more movies. We'll fly through these. Rocky 3 versus Rocky 4. 4, for sure. That Russian had to go down. I'm going Rocky 3 just because I love Clubber Lang. Karate Kid with Daniel San, Ralph Macchio versus Karate Kid, Jaden Smith, oh, Will Smith's son. Come not on. Even close. LaRusso N- yes. Nissan. Absolutely. Just like Jaws, Jaws 4. That's not even a contest. Last one, Ghostbuster Guy versus Ghostbusters Girl Movie. Did you see the Ghostbusters Girl Movie? I'm not even going to answer yes, that question. It was terrible. I'm not terrible. even asking that question. Well done. Ding, ding. Where's the bell? Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Next up, going to fly through these categories, Hank. This is food. This is food, okay? Love food. One of your favorite things. I love food. Let's say you're in a rush. You can't go to the the good pizza place the, in town, so you have to choose for delivery. Pizza Hut, Domino's, or Papa John's? Where are we going? I think I'm going to go with Papa John's. Because of the butter sauce? <laughs> the two pepperoncinis. No, again, I, their crust. Their crust is really crust. good. I like their crust. I'm going thin crust Pizza Hut. Taco. You, can we touch on something here? Yes. Can yes, we touch please, on something please. for the? Like, if, if this is a segment where we're going to get to know each sure, other, yes. Let's talk about your eating. Okay. okay. Can you actually Sorry. weigh in on eating? And let me let me mm. explain to our audience what sure. I'm talking about. Sure. When we go play golf, mm. we may start at eleven. When we make the turn, I've got to eat. Sure. You know, I'm 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put you got to put gas in the engine. This Sustenance. Thing. Yeah, you yes. got to put gas in the engine. Sure. You may have a peanut <laughs> and Possibly. two dill pickles. Possibly a pickle or two, yes. Right, right. And we're talking about the cocktail pickles. <laughs> we're not talking about the big guys that you hold with your hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So do you have any right to weigh in on food here? Because I don't think that your palate is as sophisticated <laughs> as it should be. You're making a good point. I'll keep my mouth shut during the food category. Thank all right? you. Um, Hank, before I move on to the next uh, food option, I don't. I like to eat. But, no, that's. I won't say. I like to drink. Yes. <laughs> so food just kind of takes up space in my drinking area. Why do that? Yes. So why eat? Give me a pickle. Give me a scoop of ice cream. Let's make a date. Let's move move forward with the day. Okay, I've got, you got yes. your dairy. Got my dairy. That's a, <laughs> yes, my vegetable. All right, Hank. Taco. This is general because this will lead us down a path where I want want us to go. Taco versus burrito. Taco. Cheeseburger versus taco. Taco. Taco versus slice of pizza. Mm, pizza. So pizza wins outright. It does pizza versus lo mein. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> pizza versus. Give me something else. Hot dog? Hot dog. Give me pizza versus pizza. hot dog. <laughs> so easily pizza, and let's talk about your preference for a topping. Is it pepperoni, or are we going somewhere odd? No, I did pepperoni. Hot. I like hot pizza. Hot. I like hot sauce. I like that kind of stuff. So okay. anything, I'm, I'm good with that. While we're on the pizza train, best pizza, let's talk about in Hickory. Where do you go? When do you want a good slice in Hickory? Uh, you know, I think, oh, man, I, I really should probably – Cafe Rule has good pizza. Yeah, they do. Uh, Frankie's has good pizza. By the slice, I get yeah, it all by the, the time. Slice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, you know, there's something nostalgic, and it's in about Village Inn Pizza. I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to insult them by saying it's not the best pizza. I understand, but there's exactly what there's you mean. something that when I'm in there, I love it and I crave it. And I, but that's being from Hickory. That's what it is. It's comforting. Yeah, I've, I've figured this thing out. It's not the best pizza. Yeah. It's good. But it's not the best. But when you walk in there, 
you feel like it's home. Oh, yeah. And so that, I don't know what it does to, it's nostalgia, but it also does something to your stomach, your nose, something about Oh, it that does place. something to your stomach. So, no doubt about it, three <laughs> hours later. But when you walk in, the smell, it's like distinct, and it takes you back yep. to when you're playing sports. After the championship game, you go to Village Inn and try to eat 38 pieces of pizza. Remember the contest? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Who yeah. can eat the most? Oh, yeah. I think the world record holder was Clark Crown with about, he couldn't score a goal during the season, but by God, did he win the pizza <laughs> championship at the end of the year. <laughs> he was a champion. Did, did champion. you, you know, and the, let's really give them props because their salad bar is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How many places have mini corn on it? That's the first place I ever tasted a mini corn. Last I'll place? never forget it. <laughs> it might be the last place too. So yes, and banana puddings on the on banana the, pudding. On the bar. They've got cottage cheese. Yeah, they cottage got cheese. goldfish. Goldfish too. They got all kinds of Take stuff. Take the cottage cheese, mix a few little bacon bits. You know what I'm saying? And then throw a goldfish in there. Stir it all around. That's Chad's dinner. Boom! There we go. Dinner is served. All right, a couple drink selections, and we'll move off food. Right. Beer. Yes. <laughs> Beer category: Miller Light, Bud Light, Coors Light. Where Miller do you go? Light. Would you prefer like a beer like that to one of these hoity-toity kind of craft beers? Depends on what I'm doing. If I'm sitting at a dinner and I'm going to have one beer, I'd rather have a Sierra Nevada. I'd rather have a um, Stone. I'd rather have a whatever. Yeah. Any uh, If I'm watching a game, if I'm tailgating, if I'm on the beach, if I'm sitting on my deck, if mm-hmm. I'm doing whatever else, anything, yeah, anything else, else, it's a Miller it. Lite. I'm learning a lot about you, buddy. Yep. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Let's move from the beer category to the liquor category. Right. Okay. Martini is one of my favorite drinks, a dirty martini. Mm-hmm. I always, you were just saying, if you're at a restaurant for one or two drinks, I'm going dirty martini. Vodka or gin? Vodka. Vodka easily for you? Let me tell you a reason why. Yeah. My dad, when I was younger, he would leave the first every month and he'd come back the 21st. Russia was his deal. Mm-hmm. That's where he sold. Uh, his product that he that yep. he uh, represented. He would call on Dennis at 10 a.m. He told me that they used to sit at a table with a dentist. They'd pull out two cups, warm vodka, boom, boom. Just have a, a sip, right? With the dentist on the clock? With the dentist on the clock. Wow. While he was trying to sell them. Wow. Right? Yes. So to this day, my dad will have a drink at night when he comes home from work. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't let me drink anything. I didn't drink until I left high school. You know that. Yeah. When I was of age, I could have something with him, but he would make me drink his drink, which is vodka on the rocks. Mm -hmm. And he would always say, why ruin a good glass of vodka with anything else? (laughs) Right? So it did teach me like the good vodkas from the bad vodkas and everything else. I do like it dirty. If I'm going to a nice place, I'll usually get vodka on the rocks, just a tad dirty, Mm -hmm. and that's it. But I feel like if you're talking about martini, vodka, gin, there's no question. Got you. So is there a chance I could get a job in Russia? If you're drinking at 11 o'clock, that's the job I want, That was buddy. 10 o'clock, brother. 10 o'clock. Even better, Hank. Even better. Staying on the vodka category here is what's your favorite one? Kettle what's your one. go-to? Kettle one is your favorite. Yep. Okay, kettle one's a good vodka. Kettle one. Yeah. I'm a big vodka fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my drink of choice. I don't really drink beer. You know, occasionally yep. a beer too, but I'm known as the vodka man around yep. here, Hank. So I drink a lot of it. I like... Tito's. I like Kettle One too. I normally keep Tito's, or for when I'm having a binge weekend, I'll go cheaper route and I'll go smeared off. Pinnacle has been known to be drank in my house Three too. Three It's normally smearing off ish. You know that's what we do. So, well done, Hank. Uh, last on the food category, let's go. I'm a seafood guy. I don't know if you are. Let's like learn seafood. a little bit. Crab legs, lobster tail. Crab legs. Easy. Easy. No, no choice. I'm going lobster tail. Okay. Good job. Next category, we'll wind it all up here for Hank's hierarchy. Let's go to sports, Hank. And the reason we save sports for last, we like sports. We love sports. I think it might be, you know, sports takes us out of reality. You know, it's like a a getaway, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? So let's get away and dive into Hank's mind dive. in the sports category. Sunday at Augusta or Super Bowl Sunday? What do you prefer? It's tough. We're going right to the hard one first. Now we're gonna we're gonna have good seats at both events, correct? Yes. Because yes. I don't have to worry about being in nosebleeds or something like that. Else. Yes. Okay. I'm going Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Tell me why. You know I love Augusta on Sunday, and um, but you know there's something kind of ingrained in my childhood. I guess it was watching sports and football was part of it. Sure. And so that season has a little bit more 
excitement. I'd be the reason that I say that is I, I think I'd be more apt to walk away from the TV on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, on uh, Master Sunday mm-hmm. than I would on Super Bowl Sunday. What if I changed it and said you have to choose? You're watching it on your big screen at your house on yep. the couch. Would you prefer to watch Sunday at the Masters or Super Bowl Sunday? Does it change? No, it doesn't matter. Just keep it there. Nope. I'm going Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, too, because when I was little, my dad made it a big event. Yep. Big event. The, got the food. We would, I remember throwing football in the yard beforehand, and you know he would play. He normally didn't play many sports with us. I right. mean, he coached us a bunch, but he was doing his thing. But on Sunday, he made a point. We're throwing the ball around, got and it. then we're eating wings. Yes. And thin crust pizza. Next up, World Series, you're a baseball dude, versus March Madness. What do you prefer, the tournament, baseball, playoffs, if you will, which culminates with the World Series, or the madness of March, NCAA basketball? Even for a guy that loves baseball as much as I do, it's hard to compete with March Madness. Mm -hmm. I love baseball. I like basketball, and I love basketball, but I love baseball. So I'd say probably the World Series, just because I get in every game and it, you know, just because I love it. But it's hard to compete with March Madness because, A, if you're a gambler, it's a playground. Mm. And then, B, there's always excitement. There's upsets. There's all that stuff. But, sure. you know, the World Series is something I look forward to every year. Very good. Let's go and stay in the sports category. Magic, because you like a little NBA uh, basketball. Let's go Magic versus Bird. Who would? Who do you like better? I think Magic, you know, Bird was a pure shooter, and he was the person that really – kind of when we were young, we could watch his saying as a pure shooter. Yep. And he was great on the floor. I mean, yeah. he did moves that were yeah. great. But it's a leader. Magic changed the game and Agreed. made these players who they are today. It allowed the seven-footer, because he was, what, six, six? Magic was like six, eight. Six, eight. Okay. Yeah. So he's six, eight one point of, guard. Yeah, six, eight point guard. Crazy. And he's now, you know, it, it was really odd back then. Oh, it was. Now we have seven-foot point guards yes, right now. Exactly. But I, I think he changed the game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would lean magic there, too. And do you remember when you had your little home entertainment play? It was Nintendo. Before Nintendo, it was like Atari and television. They had a game called Magic vs. Bird. Do you remember? I don't it remember that. It was one-on-one little boxy figures. See me do the robot? Um, terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> just, just an awful game. But I remember it vividly. I bought it just because it was Magic vs. Bird. Sure. You know? Yep. Last but not least in the sports category, Hank, we're going – MJ, Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. And this is, I bring this up because this is current. LeBron's trying to win another ring. Is he as good as Michael? Go ahead. Tell me. I got to tell you, this is way, this weighs on me, mm-hmm. this, this comment that I'm getting ready to make um, because I like them both. And I think that they're, I think. LeBron has to deal with so much more than Michael ever had to deal with. Michael just had to go out and play. Right. And I don't believe LeBron gets to do that. I believe LeBron's the coach, the GM, the everything. Michael Jordan did it in a style that is different than everybody else. And I feel like he is going to go down as the best ever, regardless Mm -hmm. if LeBron wins 10, I don't think it matters. You think he'll ever surpass the Michael Jordan legacy? No, because Michael Jordan brand has created this legacy and the jump shot over the Cavaliers and then the dunk over um, Olajuwon and then, you know, all these things have culminated into his, the person that he is. And I can think of many things that LeBron has done, but none as great as what Michael's done. So I would never, I, I, I find out if Kobe didn't pass him, Oh, and I feel like Kobe had a great career. I feel like Kobe to me is more like Michael Jordan, and LeBron's more like Magic Johnson to me. I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're you know everybody compares Michael and LeBron, but really the comparisons would be Kobe and Michael and LeBron and Magic to me. Um, I like LeBron. Okay. I mean, he's a great player. Though. He's yeah. going down top three ever. Ever. But I would take Michael in that spot do as you know, best NBA player. Do you know when Kobe retired? Last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in last year. They were talking about his career. And did you hear that his numbers from when he was 8 to 24, like if you looked at both of them, and if you looked at his numbers, just his numbers, as careers, they would both be first ballot Hall of Famers. You told me his number jersey. His number 8 would go down <laughs> okay. as a first wow. ballot Hall of Famer in number 24. That's crazy. Because they were almost identical. 
They were wow. almost identical. And they said if both those guys had a career, they'd be first ballot Hall of Fame. And why did he change his jersey number? Oh, that's when he got banged up. That's, was that what With happened after Colorado? Yeah. Wow. So he was just trying to start fresh. Like, let's start anew. Yeah. He, he, wants to, he wants to believe that he was reinventing himself as mm-hmm. a player. He was trying to keep his baby mama happy. I understand. I understand. Well, Hank, congratulations. You I, made it through the first Hank's hierarchy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. we'll bring this segment to you. Every other week, because we'll come to you live or from our studio, um, every other week. We normally, we're coming to you today on a Thursday, um, but we'll normally come to you on a Tuesday, Hank. Right. And so the podcast will tape and air on a Wednesday. And so uh, you guys, please download us. What do you do when you, rec- it's recurring, you don't have subscribe? to. Subscribe. Subscribe. Thank you, Hank. Subscribe to The Big Fan um, we hope you're a big fan of the show. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, Hank. So before we move on to our next segment, let's do talk a little bit about what's going on in the sports world since we're getting off the sports category. So the playoffs are going on right now with NBA. Right. Last night, Indiana lost to LeBron's Cavs, so it's tied one-to-one. LeBron had to score 46 yeah. points, and they almost gave it up at the end. Yeah. I think they're going down. I think they are, too. I think they're going down. I think they are, too. I think that the Pacers are too balanced for them. LeBron has to do everything. Everything. And and I'm with you. I think that Indiana ends up pulling it up. What has been your favorite uh, series so far? There's been a couple good ones. We're only in game two, you know, most of these series. We have game three tonight, Golden State versus San Antonio, and I think Philly plays the Heat tonight. But so far – after what you've seen, what have you enjoyed the most? I like the Thunder series, yeah, man. Utah Thunder series. Yeah, I good. like the Thunder. That Donovan Mitchell is – that guy's incredible. And to watch Russ, I mean, he is incredible too. But, I mean, just watching those two teams, yeah. it's been fun to watch. That one's going seven. I'm pretty sure that series is going seven. I think the Warriors might sweep the Spurs 4-0. Houston's probably going to sweep the Timberwolves. I think Cavaliers-Pacers are going to go six to seven with the Pacers winning. I like the Philly – Miami series to go six or seven, and then I'm missing one. Portland is down 2-0 to New Orleans, which has been a surprise. But Anthony Davis is straight legit, yeah, triple-double waiting to happen every every game. Oh, and then Milwaukee-Boston. I think Milwaukee will get one tonight. I think they play. They'll get one tonight at home, but Boston wins that one in five or six. Right. Um, being the baseball fan that you are, you know, the the – rage around town if you will everyone's raving about the new japanese player who is a hitter home for power and a pitcher who can pitch a shutout yep. we haven't seen the like since babe ruth if you will right tell me what you know about this guy well you Are know you buying into the hype i am buying into the hype i mean the dude it physically is a specimen but the problem is is that i think he kind of did it on his own terms in japan it's like he would hit and then he'd pitch when he, you know, when he wanted to. The rigors of Major League Baseball is, I mean, it is just a. And we, I was talking about this today. Is it is one of the hardest sports to stay healthy in? You're talking 162 games. Is that the reason? Just because of the duration of the season, the grind, grind of it, the grind. It's hard to be a DH for 162 games. Mm-hmm. You know, to sit there and hit BP, and you know, I mean, you get, you can't hit. You, your body can't, just can't do it. And to ask a player to go out and hit. Every, you know, they're saying every other day Mm -hmm. and then ask him to pitch every seventh day. I mean, he is getting no rest. So, you know, the tough thing is, is his contract demanded that he play, he do both. But I think it's to his own demise. So I think he's a, an incredible prospect. I think he's a great pitcher. He's got incredible hitter. He's proven that, but something's going to have to give. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, is, you know, He's going to be allowed to hit real well mm-hmm. because he's on a team with pool holes, Mike Trout. Right. You know, if he went to a team that was awful, you couldn't hide him. Sure, you know, they're not. They're, they're the. He's the third person they're worried about. Right, right. Hmm. Well, I hope they don't burn him out because I mean, a lot of people. It's he's bringing a lot of people into the baseball world because sure. baseball world needs new fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They need new fans. There's a lot of you know, and if you talk sports in general, there's a lot of trouble with sports in general. Sure, you know, NFL is really hurting with concussions and mm-hmm. and especially with the young kids. Like if you talk about like my little eight year old boy, yeah, he don't want to play. I'm not pushing him to play. Right. Whereas maybe before I'd be like, let's try out football. Yeah, let's go try it. Sure. You know, and I'm not pushing in that direction. I think that that's going to have an impact on the future of football, yep. where little boys aren't gravitating towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, so and baseball is kind of the same way. They're trying to figure out how to get. Um, more rural 
involvement. You know, the kids that played on the streets of New York aren't yeah. aren't doing that anymore. Right. Um, you know, they're they're just not doing it. So I think all these sports are kind of suffering. Yeah, sure. Talking about suffering, Hank, this just makes me think of something. Did I tell you what happened in my basement two nights ago, Hank? Oh oh. So I live in an older home. Uh I was built in nineteen fifty two. It's lovely. Yeah. And you've been there many a time. I have this little basement. It's part of it's kind of finished. The other part's not finished. We have a lot of fun in the finished part. The unfinished part, it's just like a cement slab. It's got my washer and dryer there, little sump pump, because sometimes a little water gets in there if it's a big storm. Well, anyway, I'm in High Point Furniture Market doing my thing. I'm a, I work for a printing company, and I sell printing and a, to a lot of furniture folks. So I'm down at High Point selling up a storm, Hank. I mean, just selling it up. And uh, I get a call from my wife, and she said, holy bleep. There's poop water coming through the washing machine. Poop water. Poop water. But you said poop water. Poop water. And I said, do what? She (laughs) said, brown water is pouring out of the washing machine. Off the top. We had a front load. So it's not a top load. It's a front load. So she opened because we had – she had – it wasn't my clothes, thank God. But her – Delicates. Yeah, her delicates were in the washing machine. Opens brown water. (laughs) Floods the basement. Okay. She said, you got to hurry home. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do either. <laughs> exactly. Jennifer, don't. Said, I'm not judging. <laughs> Call your mom, Jen. I can't. Anyway, so I I'm, didn't really know how bad the situation was. Right. So my little Lucy Rose, who's my nine-year-old daughter, calls me on the phone 10 minutes after Jennifer called me. She said, Dad, it smells absolutely terrible. You have to come over here and help us. This smell is ungodly in her little nine-year-old voice. Yeah. So I'm thinking, how bad can it be? A little poop water. I mean, come on. Come on. Can't be too bad. Well, about an hour and a half later, I get to the house, Hank. I open the door. The smell of a junior high boys locker room that's been over the summer. It's been unattended to for three months. Sounds awful. Hits me. Boom. Just right in my face. Almost knocks me down. My kids and my wife have surgical masks <laughs> walking around the house with surgical masks. And they're not doing surgery. Yeah, they're not having surgery. So there's 38 candles lit. My wife, oh. I just feel so, she's shaking her head. She was like, I don't know what to do. I've been wet backing up. It won't stop. It won't stop, Hank. So she said, if you want to, go down there and look. And she was like, you just be prepared. You're probably going to vomit. I walked down the I put my surgical mask on. Sure. I walked down the stairs. The smell intensified times ten. Every step. Every step. So I'm gagging. I'm gagging every step. I get to the wash machine. I see the brown water is still coming out. We ran the wet vac from four o'clock that afternoon till three thirty in the morning, brother. Three thirty in the morning. This was this was Monday night. Serve Pro comes in the next day, brings – they must have just brought it from wherever the last hurricane was. The heavy-duty, heavy big, duty. green machine. Yeah. This is no shit. No joke. No shit. <laughs> exactly. The Serve Pro guy, he said, I've smelled a lot of – and this Serve Pro knows – his nose has been around some stinky environments. Homicides. Yes, exactly. Hurricanes that have destroyed cities. He said, I've never smelled anything this bad in my life. Wow. That is no – and we were living in it. Oh, you poor man. So the <laughs> this is pretty funny. We couldn't get the plumber guy to come that night. I Actually, we could have, but it was – by the time I got home, it was 8. Anyway, I was like, get here first thing in the morning. It was a financial decision. Yeah, Go ahead and say it. <laughs> absolutely was. Absolutely was. He shows up the next day, and he said – I told him the, what, what the circumstances, and – the smell. I was like, just be prepared. He's like, no problem. I'll be in and out. I know. He said, what you described to me, there's something clogging your septic line or whatever. Right. And he said, I'll have it out in no time. And I said, okay, I got to go. I got to leave for high point. I'll trust in you. Take care of it, please. He gets this. I see him bringing this snake out of, you know, that snake, oh, that yeah. big long thing oh, yeah. out of his truck. And I leave. Next thing I know, he's sending me a picture about 10 minutes later. It looks like someone, you know, I wear a scarf occasionally. You know, I will wear a scarf. Sure. It looks like someone has taken one of my scarves and stuffed it down the toilet. The thing he brought up was like this long and it was blue. What was the, he said, I said in the text, I was like, 
what in the hell is this? And he said, it looks like a lot of baby wipes that have been mashed together. Dude, I'm talking about it's like three feet long that have mashed together and the color blue. I don't know why it was blue. And he's like, that's what you're dealing with. And I was like, sir, we don't use baby wipes at our house. You know, I don't have a baby and we don't like we don't use baby wipes. Where could this come from? He said, sometimes neighborhoods, older ones share set sewer lines or something. Hey, hey. I have no idea, but it looked like someone had taken the scarf off my neck and stuffed it down the toilet. That's what he pulled out. Anyway, this is gross stuff. He got out of there, Sir Pro in, brought the hurricane helper, aired it all out. Spick and span? Well, it's still running. So he has deodorized and gotten rid of the toxins, wiped out. I mean, they come in with like nuclear suits, hazmat suits, and he's down there smopping and scrubbing. And so we got one more day. They're taking the machine out tomorrow. And so I called him today at three. I was like, man, it's still, that smell's not gone. I mean, it's still lingering. It smells a million times better. Don't get me wrong, but it's lingering. And he said, it's going to linger until you get rid of that washing machine because that washing machine is ruined. You know, it is ruined. It had stuff coming out of it for 12 hours you're not washing any clothes in that no thing no no lord no get rid of that so new washer in your future coming it's probably delivering monday yeah we'll have a new washer but anyway so that's what i've been dealing with this week Hank. man that's a crappy week mm. yes <laughs> emphasis on crappy <laughs> i've been waiting on that <laughs> one. oh you're holding that one in yeah you? all right buddy well anyway that's how it's going at the east household let's end this fine show with a quick jaunt down Chad's champions. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Here we go with the music. <laughs> All right, Hank. Here we go. Let's roll right into Chad's champions. This is where we do not a top ten list, not a top five list, not a top three list. We give you our top four. Okay, our top four. We're different than everybody else. This, no one's doing a top. Yes, four. Nobody's doing a top four. Not anybody in the world's doing a top four. We're doing a top four though. And our first Chad's champions. We'll start with top four list of nineties hip hop artist Hank. Um, if you don't know on. As as host of the big fan, Hank and I are big music aficionados. We like all kinds of genres. I'm more of a soul classic hip hop dude, mixing rock and roll. Hank's kind of there with me. I don't know. Do you like country? Uh, I like like old country. I like like Johnny Cash and that stuff. Yeah, um, I don't like pop country. Me either. But I like Chris Stapleton. Yes, fantastic. This Georgia Florida line. Good lord, Mm -hmm. get them off the damn radio, dude. It is. I can't listen to it. I, I, it's horrendous. I couldn't agree with you more. So we, we listen to all kinds of stuff. So as we move forward with the Big Fan Podcast, we're going to open up some other doors to uh, other genres of music. But today, it's 90s hip-hop, baby. Let's do it. I'm going to start with my number four. You hit me with your four. Coming in in the fourth spot, um, he was a big fan, late 90s, little early 2000s. His life was cut short. We've talked about him earlier. I'm coming for, I'm going Tupac, number four, Hank. Um, he not only changed hip hop, but he kind of changed life for a lot of people. You know, he was mm-hmm. a trendsetter, a groundbreaker. He was a not only a musician, he was an actor, he was a poet. The dude had it all. Right. Come, who's coming in at four for you, Hank? You know, I I would say that my four probably number four would be Biggie. 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 I like Biggie. I think that Biggie was everything cool about hip-hop. He talked about making money, spending money, living it up with his boys, and that was kind of the fun. Like when he got with uh, 112 Mm -hmm. and had those dance, it was great. I love Biggie. Yeah, real smooth cat, smooth cat. Coming in on Chad's champion list in the three-hole, I'm going to come in with Tribe Called Quest. We talked about them a little earlier. They got the new CD that hit last year. It was dope. The stuff in the 90s were crazy dope. I was in high school. I couldn't get enough of it. It was a new sound. It was something different. When they when they dropped, it, it was unbelievable. Q-Tip and Fife, dog, rest in peace. I liked Fife. Q-Tip was smoother, but I, Fife was raw, like rugged. Mm-hmm. And so Tribe Called Quest, number three for me. All right. I'm going to go with Pac, number three. Okay. Okay. I think Pop. 
Pac and um, Biggie can kind of jump one, you know, those two spots together. I like Pop because his energy. He was kind of the same thing you are. He was more than just a hip hop artist. Yeah. He was kind of an activist. I, he sang hard. He yeah. lived hard. I loved him. Absolutely, very good. Coming in the two hole, this band started in the '90s, and I remember when I heard their first album hit and the song was don't believe the hype they were not talking about just music and um, and gold chains it was a cause they were singing about a cause and this the the rappers when i first heard his voice his name is chuck d and it had despair in it angst if you will and he was flowing with angst and passion my number two is public enemy and my favorite song that public enemy sings is Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's on the first album. Phenomenal stuff. Public Enemy, number two. My number two is a group just like yours, but a little different side of hip-hop. A little bit later, and it's N.W.A. Yeah. The reason I love N.W.A. is because what they started with and what spun off from it. I mean, the amount of music that came out of that group. And good music out of the beginning. And they were the same thing. It was a cause. It, you know, they, it they were, you know, against authority. They were their lifestyle. They were, you know, all those things. But to come out with Dre, to come out with Cube, to come out with all that after that is pretty amazing. So my number two is NWA. And you hit on this earlier. If you haven't seen the movie Straight Outta Compton, by this time I'm sure everybody has. Dude, it tells that story perfectly. I mean, I wasn't there, but I can just imagine it being exactly that. And yeah. Phenomenal story. Great movie. Um, coming into my number one spot, I'll never forget this because I was a sophomore. Uh, actually, I was a freshman in high school, and I, I was at one of my first kind of high school parties. And this dude named Roach, who you remember, he nope. was a friend of mine. He got a, a cassette, and he put this cassette in before the party really started, and he pushed play. And I was already kind of a R&B kind of smooth. That's what I listened to, not much hip-hop. And uh, – the cassette he put in was uh, Paid in Full by Eric B. and Rakim. And I heard, in, you know, the the classic, uh, the how it starts. It's been sampled a million times. But when I first heard it, my ears just perked up, my eyes opened. And I was like, what in the world is this sound? What is this sound? And then Rakim gets on the mic and Flo's talking about, you know, he eating fish for dinner. And, all kind, and I, I was blown away. So Eric B. and Rakim. Easily my number one hip-hop artist group of the 90s and a good memory. First high school party, cassette push play, paid in full. Thanks, Roach. Yes, thanks, Roach. Thanks, Roach. Um, Great band. I mean, great group. I love listening to them, and they could easily – come on this top four list for me you know that's the thing it's like you know you could look at dre and and he maybe was at the end of the 90s and then 2000 but you know there's so many parts to this that are great ice cube's probably one of my favorite individual rappers sure and i lumped him in with nwa mine is tribe yeah i think tribe called quest when they started as a group lyrically did more than just said you know, the police and we serve drug. I mean, we deal drugs and we've right. got guns and everything else. They were, they were actually putting rhymes together and thinking and mm-hmm. they were very thoughtful. And, uh, I, I appreciated that when I first heard them and some of their beats and some of their, um, like collaborations are, in, were incredible. And so it wasn't just one, CD that was great for me. It was not two. Mm-hmm. It wasn't three. It's been all, all of them. them yeah. All of them. And it's not 12 songs are great, but seven or eight out of the 12 were. Mm-hmm. So that's why they got to be number yeah, one for good me. Good choice. Very, very good. Very good. Can't go wrong with those lists, Hank. And you can't go wrong with the Big Fan Podcast. Big Fan. Yeah. So if you like us, you know, reach out to us. You can hit us on our website, www.themesh.tv. You can send us a voicemail line at 828-619-0048 if you just want to just leave a recording for us. Say, Hank, your number four pick on the hip-hop 890s sucks. Here's mine. Give us your top four list. Hit us with it. You can email us at info at themesh.tv too as well. Um, Hank, great first show, bro. I think it was good. I got through it. You know, it's never going to be the same. You know, the purpose of this show is to kind of 
kind of flow where the conversation takes us, but we're going to have these topics. We're going to know what we're going to kind of try to jump into, but I know you well enough that that could go down a rabbit hole and we could talk about something different. Certainly could. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Hickory, North Carolina, our fine city, and we'll get the hell out of here. A lot of stuff happening this weekend. Yep. We've got a big uh, gala that's been ha- held. It's going to be held at the Lake Hickory Country Club for the fundraiser for the Catawba Science Center. Mm-hmm. Been a host of it many times. I've been an attendee many times. It's going to be a fun night. It's an Italian thing. Yes. Italian Vene- dinner. Italian dinner. It's going to be the, the ballroom will be created into Venice, a Ooh. Venice landscape, or seascape, if you will. Venice is on the water, right? Yes, Ooh. it is. So anyway, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, also, there's a big charity run going on. It's at the airport, this glow run. Have you heard about this? Is that Saturday night? Saturday night, I believe. Yep. Um, and then, where I know, I think you'll be attending, is the annual Hickory Hop. Don't tell me where I'm going to be. <laughs> But yes, I will be there. Under a bench somewhere in downtown Hickory. But, you know, a lot of local crafts, beer makers, and people actually from Asheville to Charlotte, even to the coast of North Carolina, all coming to Hickory to visit our beautiful downtown area and share their wonderful creations of craft beer. And you know the good thing about that is is that you have 70-year-olds out there that are trying to learn more about beer, mm-hmm. and you've got 20-year-olds from LR that are just trying to have a good time. Have a good time. Yep. And it's going to be beautiful weather. Should be. So I look forward to it. And, you know, it's kind of one of those events that it's okay to miss a couple of years. You know, it's okay That's to right. step away. That's right. Right? Because I've had a couple of <laughs> – I've had a couple great runs there. Yes. yes. Um, but this year should be another one. I think we got a, a good nucleus going. Okay. You know, you don't want to get too big. Yeah. you got to move around the crowd. Sure. I think we had a pretty good nucleus that will – Pound for pound, do more damage than anybody else there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I hope to join you, Hank. I'll be coming in hot from a soccer game, but I hope to meet you there. Okay. And as my friend Hootie Bowman said, possibly the number one people-watching event in all of North Carolina. I, they come out of the woodworks for this thing. Especially late. Yes. you ever looked from five to six? You see people laid out, stabbed yeah. out, laying on tables. <laughs> You know, one time I think it was one of I think you might have been laying on one of the park benches in there, right, Hank? It was early in my career. (laughs) Well done. Well, I look forward to seeing you this weekend at the Hickory Hops. And to our big fan listeners, thanks for listening. Tune in two weeks. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye bye. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.